the college football experience, college football playoff preview and picks edition, as well as DFS episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by hall of fame. Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Starting making smarter bets. People with hall of fame bets. We're also brought to you by SGPN's ultimate New Year's Eve party. Hop on Sports Gambling Podcast a YouTube channel for a truly DGen afternoon, complete with drafts, pickups, prizes, live sweats, and much, much more. The fun starts at twelve thirty Pacific time, New Year's Eve. And remember, as always, folks, uh, to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. the new year uh, or end the old year correctly and bring in the new year. Well, all that good shit. Let's say it all fine. Uh, folks, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, that's fair. My name is Colby swinging database dad, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Pretend it never happened, get along with your life. That's what Oregon State fans are saying right now. Sun Bowl never happened. We only had three fucking coaches. What the hell's happening? Three coaches? I had more on my Little League ankle biter team back in 88. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't fucking hire the security guy to come over there and draw up some plays? Something? We are joined by this guy who's been MIA. You know, uh, he's been ducking. Some say he's been sick. Some say he's you know, celebrating the holidays, having a few whiskeys, something like that, a few rum <laughs> and eggnogs. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former, heard the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? That's what's going on. That's what's fucking going on. Well, I swept the board yesterday. What was going on was this a dominating performance of Boston College money line against SMU in an <laughs> ACC matchup. Uh, Rutgers beating Miami. Miami now, uh, 
I believe the stat now is they have gone since 2004 without a bowl win outside the state of Florida. And I believe sounds right. One in 12 in their last bowl games. Wow. <laughs> Remarkable. Um, as the Scarlet Knights got it done. And then Kansas state, I tried to tell these people, CJ Sullivan saying NC state's never had a 10 win season. This is the year I said, are you fucking <laughs> so kidding close. me? Are you so kidding close. me? I know Kansas state had their whole team. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kansas state 28 NC state 19. And then I swept the board with the Arizona wildcats, putting it on the Oklahoma Sooners 38 to 24, 10 win season for Jed fish. Uh, and then this morning we had a Clemson not cover somehow against uh, Kentucky. They won 38, a wild ending, crazy ending. I know you were out and about doing stuff and you missed uh, the end of that, but man, it was an offensive explosion in that fourth quarter. Crazy ending. I was also on Clemson too. chalk that up one as an L. Yeah, but it is another win for the ACC against the SEC. So they could tout that as getting Florida <laughs> state into uh, you know, I don't know, but uh, or, you know, I, I knew that record this year, but I, I knew it a couple of weeks ago. I forget what it is now. The the ACC versus SEC record. It, it's a winning record for for the ACC, but yes. I forget what it is. You don't have know that off the top of your head, do you? I did, but I I don't like when that when Florida State. I think it was like six and four. Now it'd be seven and four if memory serves me correct. But I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say yeah. it definitively because I forget it was sure. a couple of weeks ago that I really knew it. Uh, Oregon state got drilled by Notre Dame. But once again, Oregon state's entire team. I know Notre Dame had a lot of guys out too, but at least they had their coaches. <laughs> Oregon state did wait. Did Martinez even play? No. So even worse, man, that's, that's tough. That's tough, but uh, so they lose their first ever game to Notre Dame. They still have a winning record against the Irish, uh, and uh, the big one going on right now. And I have Memphis money line as they have a twenty-nine to thirteen lead against Iowa State. Still the entire second ten and a half. I think I so I didn't go money line, but I was definitely taking. The oh, I did there. money line just because I thought it was anyone's game. This is a home game. This is a home game True. for them. What? True. <laughs> Only they would deal Iowa State this. Like this is once again, like, Oh, you, you made a bowl game. Here's your reward. Go play a fucking road game. Go play a road game. Ridiculous. I understand wanting to have Memphis there in order to sell tickets, but that is kind of unfair for the other team. Yes. Yes. You're supposed to have some type of celebration here by making a bowl game. It's supposed to be fair. What? Um, Missouri, Iowa state, I'm sorry, Missouri, Ohio state still to come, but uh, do you look forward to that one? That one should be fun. A little bit. I'm more yeah, excited for know, Iowa, I, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, about that. <laughs> uh, Missouri, Ohio State. I just thought they failed. I mean, I don't know. We've talked about this, but what? Yeah, at, yeah. Which ones of those ones of the past two days? Is there any that stand out to you? I mean, uh, the Clemson, Kentucky game again. I know you missed it, but that was a crazy ending with two teams that were basically offensively challenged this year. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Leary threw for over 300 on Clemson, which was very surprising. Well, their whole defense was out though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Uh, but you know, bowl season, as much as we complain about it, like it's still, you know, on something to bet on something to play DFS on. And there's been some pretty good games too. Yeah. I mean, we love football. There's a reason why we watch FCS D two D three NAIA USFL, whatever shout out to That's Lane right. Elliott. But- and and shout out to Carlos G- Gutierrez, who uh, says happy holidays guys. 
uh, happy, happy holidays guys. And best wishes from Monterey, Mexico. Pretty sure that's Gutierrez. Come on, man. Don't you have yeah. the, the Latin wife <laughs> Gutierrez? Yeah, that could be, but Hey, it could be Gutierrez too. It could, could be, could be, All right. uh, Carlos will have to chime in and say, I think you right got it right. Pronunciation. <laughs> I think you, and shout out to Kolb and all the look, let's go. Uh, I thought Boston college capping off and Rutgers capping off winning seasons. And I guess we should highlight the fact that big 12 is kicking ass in these bowl games. We got Texas yeah. tech beat Cal and beat them pretty decisively. You got Oklahoma state who kind of put it on a uh, and I know a and dressed it up a little bit. Uh, you had West Virginia take down North Carolina. You had Kansas take down UNLV. Not only are they winning, they're covering. Uh, and I guess the what? The one lone loss is Oklahoma, who's who's out of the conference in a couple of weeks here. <laughs> and, and it's to Arizona, gonna, who's coming in. Yeah, that's true. I, I would say it's going to need a, a second half comeback. That's true. Going to keep that undefeated mark. I mean, look, you know. It, like you mentioned the UNC game, like, okay, that's against UNC's backups. Um, I mean, whatever your conference does that well, sure, you brag about yeah, it. Yeah, Kansas State, NC State. Bowl games are basically meaningless. Yeah, but still, I guess. Like, my, you know, I'm a big Sunbelt fan. Sunbelt started off one and seven, I think. Now they won their last three, if I'm not mistaken, to get to at least a kind of a decent record, but that wasn't a good look for a while. Yeah, and I think we should throw the Iowa State one out because that's a true away game. You can't give a team their fucking home stadium. That should be a rule. That should be a rule uh, you, in bowl you season. You can't pick and choose these rules here, okay? You can't be like, well, you know, if it's if if the coach is gone, that doesn't count. If the quarterback's gone, that doesn't yeah. count. You know, new it's rule. A shit show. Wait, new rule. Can't give a team a home game. Also, new rule. <laughs> if their coaching staff is out, you have to al- align them with another team with a coaching staff out. I do like that. I do like. I do, I do your best to do it anyway. Yeah, one eight hundred pick Dundee. I have ideas. You fucking, lo- you filthy losers. Oh, Central Florida lost. Uh, that's right. Erbo in the chat. That is true. Who they lose to again. Georgia Tech. To, uh, ACC. That's right. ACC. And, <laughs> that's right. And that was a pretty much a full UCF squad, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't watch a second of that game. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, I know uh, Rice Plumley and R.J. Harvey played. So uh, I think yeah. most of their guys played. Yeah, that's a good point. Georgia Tech's momentum. Going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, look, folks, we're going to get to all the, the the CFP talk, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by SGPN's ultimate New Year's Eve party. Uh, look, we're doing a live stream party this Sunday over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. We got live pickums, live draft, live sweats, and of course, prizes, give away everything. All right. Sunday, 1230 PM, New Year's Eve, the, uh, the SGPN ultimate New Year's Eve party. Guarantee you. It'll be better than that bullshit you got planned. So you're gonna go to, you gonna go to your uncle's house, have a few cocktails, play Monopoly. No, get the fuck out of here. All right, hop on over. We're gonna, we got good stuff going, and we'll give you, and you won't go to jail. Yeah, you see what I did there? A little Monopoly play, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, look, uh, I'm just saying, SGPN looks a lot better than Park Place, if you know what I mean. Right? That bullshit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what's, what's another place? What's a boardwalk? 
Right? Yeah, that, that's a that's Atlantic City, New Jersey too. That's a yeah. shithole. Atlantic City. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? All right, like Marvin Gardens. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I think personally, if you land on Atlantic City, you better take a lighter to the bottom of that board and start burning that thing a little bit right where Atlantic City is. Get a little hole in that to make it fit. Uh, you well, don't want to put any is, real estate there. Are you guys actually like dropping something? You know, like obviously, you know, you drop the ball or like different cities do different things. Like in Raleigh, this, the city of Oaks, they drop an acorn is SGP dropping something. And if so, what? I mean, <laughs> that's I'm dropping a few Patty C will be dropping a few whiskeys. Uh, <laughs> if I had to bet by the end of the night, uh, yeah, we got to work on that. Folks, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. They're not dropping anything. They're getting it done. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower in your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in, people. So, what are you doing? Watch along, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGP or TCE SGPN, I'm sorry, promo code TCE SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Once again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code TCE SGPN. All right, we are back. I think what you do is like during the show, you come up with, you know, some input from the audience and get a parlay going on. And then you drop the ticket. Ooh, I like that. I like that Just spitballing over here. Mm. All, all right. So anyway, I let Patty see, I let Patty see handle all those bullshit bowl games. Cause we got, <laughs> actually, you just defended, right? Yeah. See <laughs> so bowl games. Look, we talk a lot of shit about, it, but they be good. All right. A minute later, we got, I let Patty see handle all these bullshit bowl games. <laughs> I'm back for the, the playoff, the invitationals. And by the way, you were the first person I ever heard to call it an invitational. And that term is being used by about everybody now. Well, I knew it was bullshit from the start. There's certain people like Patty C that was like, you know what? This is going to be great. A 14 playoff. And I go, what? It's like, there's five cut. There's five power five from the start. There's five yeah. power five conferences. And then you could have uh, the a certain years where I think you could make cases that the AAC and mountain West were on par with the pac 12 or ACC or big 12 or something. Uh, so I, I thought it was always ridiculous. So yeah, I, it's always been an invitational and, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I would like my royalties personally, but you know, we have a lot of great ideas that uh, people steal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like to think I had the original screenplay for Tropic Thunder that got stolen. And uh, yeah, it's out there in the universe. Uh, anyway, that's a great movie, though. Tom Cruise, some say that's Tom Cruise's best role. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's get into So the, we got obviously New Year's, the four team invitational. Uh, are you at all surprised that the line movement's been minimal between both games, the Rose bowl, Michigan, the Wolverines and Alabama, and also the sugar bowl, uh, at that filthy stadium in new Orleans, uh, Texas and Washington. Are you surprised that the line movement hasn't been moved much? No, not really. I think they pegged it pretty much where it should be from the get go. And I, you know, which, which means that there's roughly equal action on both sides for both games. So, uh, I mean, when it comes down to, you know, these two games here, Vegas knows what it's doing. 
I'd have to go back and see, you know, it, it, whether it was more line movement in, in past years, but uh, I, I'm no, I'm not surprised. I think it's right where it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which game are you more excited to watch? Well, first off, I have a big beef and I know East coast people like me will probably agree who have to work on Tuesday that it's ridiculous that one of the games isn't starting until nine. It won't be over until after midnight. You know why that is right? So with that there, but do you know why that is? Why is that uh, the Rose bowl has demanded that any year that they do this, they have to have the sunset occur in the fourth quarter. (laughs) This is a hilarious thing. If you haven't, if you haven't, uh, yeah, no, but, but what's crazy is they've successfully battled this. Like for years, yeah. Nobody took him to task on that. And yes. Said, well, who gives a shit? It's like, how about we don't play the game at the Rose Bowl, you fucking jackasses? All right, if you're gonna do this, hey, th- it's, outdoors. it's outdoors. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. But look, I lo- I love the Rose Bowl Stadium, but I find it unbelievable that these bowl games can have that much clout to say. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. You know, because because uh, who really gives a fuck about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I care about right. the game being played at the Rose Bowl, but I don't give a shit what time yeah. it's played at the Rose Bowl. Play Completely, that shit at two at in the morning for all I care. All right, you know what I mean? I like just play the fucking game. But I do think that game is probably going to be the more entertaining one. Um, obviously, it's you know it's 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 over under is almost twenty points higher than the other one. Uh, both games both games should be great though. Yeah, I mean, so Alabama currently uh, getting two points. So I guess we did have a little bit overnight uh, went up a half a point. So a little bit of money coming in, I guess, on on, on the Wolverines. Uh, Jace McKellen, McClellan, uh, the running back, uh, is probable. I think that's the only. I mean, I guess there's some injuries with Michigan regarding uh, their offensive line, but those are ones we knew. Nothing surprising. Yeah, the guard. NFL caliber guard Zach Zinter is out. I remember they had a, lost their center previously. So, but yeah, so I mean that's a big blow, especially when you're facing Alabama. True, but I think one of the things uh, that they say is that uh, Michigan had that this crazy depth. I know they were very active in the portal, and that's the thing. Yeah, I was talking with uh, the man in the box, the bet detective C.J. Sullivan, and you know he thinks the talent level is so much better at Alabama. I don't buy it this year. I think. Yes, two years ago when you saw Michigan play Georgia, Georgia just beat them down, right? It was obvious from like the first snap of the game that they were on a different level. But I also think that was kind of pre them exploiting the portal. Sure. Uh, the fact that Michigan's been able to go out and get guys off starting offensive linemen from, you know, big time programs over the past few years, starting defensive linemen, uh, that has been a, 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 a I think something that has really been part of what has made Michigan a continuously a three straight years playoffs. Uh, that's one thing where I think the talent level is a lot more even. And I think maybe whether it's NIL, whether it's transfer portal, I don't think Alabama has this gigantic. I know you can pull up the recruiting rank and say, Oh, five star. I don't buy any of that bullshit. I actually think they're similarly, similarly talented, you know, and Ohio state yeah. was, uh, if you're going to use those recruiting rankings was more talented than Ohio state, every single or than Michigan, every single year. And currently well, we know just cause your, your recruiting rankings are higher than one of their team does not mean you're going to win every time you play that team. I mean, that's insane to think so. But I said in July that this was Harbaugh's best squad at Michigan. 
So I think you're right. I think uh, if there is a talent gap, it's not that big. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think Alabama's offensive lines had problems all year. Their defense has been solid. Obviously I think the, the big story uh, throughout the season this year is just, just how week in week out you've seen Jalen Milrow get better and better and better. He blasted, he blasted Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien said that he should not play quarterback. You see that? <laughs> I did. I did. And you know what? He has a chip on his shoulder because of that. And uh, you're right. I mean, he's the wild card. He's the X factor. If, if Milrow has a, an unbelievable game, Alabama probably wins. He's if Michigan the- can corral him and kind of limit his, his, his long runs and, and limit, you know, the long bombs, which he's good at. Then, then Michigan has a chance to win. So yeah, Milrow is uh, he's the deciding factor for sure. He's the one guy you can't really game plan for. I mean, you can, right. but you, he can just change a game plan. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that that could be key. Obviously him throwing the ball is going to be such a pivotal point of this game because you go back to that Texas game. I thought, what was the key to Texas beating them? I thought they, they just took away the deep ball, which I feel like is Milrow's best attribute to me. And they made him play cha cha cha. And he's not that accurate at that. And I thought that they bottled sure. up the run, made him play cha cha cha. And he, 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 that's where they, I think Texas kind of led the whole game. It felt like because yeah, of and also in, also in that game, Ewers threw for three fifty and three touchdowns. Uh, Bama was successful at stopping the Texas ground game, but the passing game went off and also Texas won the turner the turnover battle zero to two, which I think was two interceptions by Milrow. So going back to Milrow, yeah, he needs to limit the turnovers, obviously. Um, and if you force him into making short, quick, accurate passes, that's not his forte. So Michigan will be definitely be trying to do that. But I, I just wonder if I mean, I think Michigan's key is that they need to have balance on offense. Yeah, well, Michigan doesn't have the explosive receivers that Texas does. Not at all. Yeah, you know, uh, Cornelius and uh, J- um, Roman Wilson, Loveland, Loveland, Loveland's emerging. I felt like over the over the the past couple. He's, I mean, he's a very good tight end, but none of those guys are are striking fear into the heart of the Crimson Tide. Yeah, that's why I do think the under is very much alive in this game. Uh, but cause to me, one of the things also you could make the case, we knew Georgia lost a ton on the defensive line. They were still good, but you can make the case that Michigan's got the best defensive line in the country. And I think Texas and Michigan would be the ones that would, would pe- people would say, why yeah. did Milrow make those mistakes? Probably Texas office line probably had a decent amount of, to do with it. And also him True. not being very accurate. Michigan and, and because it was in September and he was still figuring out how to play the quarterback. Very position. fair. Very fair. But Michigan does have several guys. Uh I was listening to who was it? I was listening to some coach over the past like three mo- uh, three weeks talk about uh how they have he goes, they get they go they can go seven or eight deep on the defensive line. So they just rattle, you know, if, if guys are injured, boom, they bring in the next guys. Uh that I think is if you're looking for the edge on why to take Michigan, because I kind of see it to be a rock fight. Um, I would say Michigan's defensive line would have an advantage against Alabama's offensive line based on this season. Obviously could, could one game be different? 100%. Uh, but Patty C brings but, up a great point that Harbaugh at, after having a month rest has been horrible in bowl games. That goes yeah, back to Stanford. Seven, I think. Even, no, no, at Stanford, six, he got one win. His okay, first six ever. Straight, yeah. 
Yeah, six straight bowl slash playoff losses. Yeah, and if you look at all of them, they've gotten their ass whooped in a, in a good chunk of them. Like I know TCU final score says seven, but TCU was up twenty one nothing at like the five like five minutes into the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like <laughs> right. Uh, and obviously the exact opposite is true of Saban and Alabama, Bama in the semifinals, they lost the very first semifinal back in 2014. The first year of the, of the college football playoff, they lost to Ohio state by seven. Since then there's six and zero oh in the semifinals and the games haven't even been close. I mean, they blew Washington on, uh, was Michigan probably the state. closest, right? They, it was 24 to seven. They beat Clemson 24 yeah. to six beat Oklahoma by 11 beat crush Notre Dame crush Cincinnati. It's tough to go against what Nick Saban has done in the semifinals. Now I want to highlight this though. I think Michigan has made it a point. Now they thought it would be Georgia, but if I remember reading these stories back over the summer that they used to have these signs beat Ohio state in the locker room, they got rid of those and replaced them with Georgia. This would be the one you know, beat Georgia, you know, basically let's not put all of our eggs in one basket against Ohio state. Let's, let's focus on the game after. Cause that's the game we keep getting our ass whooped in or two games after. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two games. Well, yeah. They play big 10 West. That's not a game. Um, <laughs> it hasn't been, yeah, it hasn't been a game in a long time. Uh, so this is why I'm of the opinion. I don't have a strong play on this one. Actually, if I had, if you told me, Dundee, what is the smartest play you could do? I think the under 44 and a half would be the smartest play you could do. Hmm. I think this is a 17, 10, 17, 14 type of game. Both defenses are elite. Both are elite. Both are, both are top 20 uh, in the country. I actually think there's going to be a little bit more scoring than we might think here. I'm on the over. Hmm. I don't, I don't love the over, uh, but I just think that, you know, I think Alabama, they have a chance to go up or if they go up first and go up early, then I think Michigan is going to be have to force to pass the ball and go quicker than what they want. And that could, uh, we haven't seen Michigan really come from behind all year. No, they've only been, been down in three games. And it was like three, nothing to like Indiana. Yeah. Rutgers, like three, nothing yeah, to Maryland yeah, maybe yeah, or something. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been down at all. So I think that's a, that's one big factor there is can Alabama get up early and force Michigan to beat them through the air, which, well, that's really how TCU haven't... beat them last year too. They got up 21, yeah. nothing. Yeah. I think that's, that's something very, right. very key to pay attention to. I, I am on Michigan minus two, just because I believe all these years of, of losing in the first round, it becomes yeah. a psychological thing. It becomes like, we have to get to the next round. And although Alabama, a lot of these guys on the Alabama roster have lost to Georgia. So maybe you could argue that that's the same thing, but they still haven't got to the CFP. I think it's a hard game. I think, it, uh, you know, it's a hard game to, to, to cap. Cause I think either team can win. I think it's a field goal game. Maybe a, at the most a touchdown game. Uh, I was asked this question. What is, who's the mo- team most likely to get blown out? in the, in the, the CFP, the four team invitational. And I thought it'd be Michigan again, because just because they're never, they're never uh, again, they didn't, well, they got blown out two years ago by Georgia. Well, I okay. think you could say last year, uh, like I understand the final score said seven, but they never had yeah. to lead the entire fucking game. And it was a three score game for, for a decent chunk there. Um, 
I still think it'd probably be Michigan if I had to wager because I just can't see Saban getting blown out. But I'm on well, Michigan. Uh, uh, blown out between these two teams or all four? All four. I, I would, I would almost. My my guess would be Washington. Really? Well, I yeah. think I think we're on different uh, different wavelengths here because I think Washington. Well, it's kind of yeah. surprising that you picked a team who who you're also picking to win the game. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think I like this is a wide variance in that game, huh? Well, no, I'm just thinking like, I think it's going to be a close game, but if there's one team that has not, you know, came from behind all year, Washington's came from behind a bunch of times to me. So yeah. I, I feel like I have confidence that they'll stay in the game. And even if they're down 14, they have an offense that can get them back. They're down 21. They're not, they have an offense that could get them back. Fair point. Michigan. Yeah. I think you put them in a spot where they don't have these super explosive wideouts. Sure. You have to come back and you can't, it's hard to get big plays. Um, I think that's my logic there, but I am on Michigan minus two. I would not take this past three. I don't think it's going to go past three. Uh, so yeah, that, the, what are you doing? Essentially? I'm going to disagree with you again. Not only do we disagree on the over under, but I'm going to go Alabama. Uh, you know, Bama, one of the very, one of the more impressive things with the Georgia game is that they held them to 78 yards on the ground. I think if Alabama can do that again to Michigan, and force them to be one dimensional and try to beat them in the air that plays into Bama's strengths. And also, you know, Michigan has not faced a dual threat quarterback like Monroe all year. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to try to contain Mason him. Garcia. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's <laughs> East Carolina's uh, former quarterback. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, the strength of Michigan may be the D line, but Milrose escapability and his legs kind of neutralize that. So, um, you know, it's, it's just hard to go against Alabama in the college football playoff semifinal, regardless of the year. And the other stat I saw today, which is remarkable, Nick Saban, all time playing the playing against the number one ranked team. He's nine and three. Woo. Is that a crazy, is that a crazy stat or what? That is crazy. That is, that is an impressive stat. Now I still say Milro against Georgia. He was able to not turn the ball over. You go back to the Auburn game. There was a lot of a lot of balls that I thought could have been dangerous plays, and that I think Michigan, a much better defense than Auburn, can sure. make you pay for. Uh, I I I don't have a, a str- this would not be a lock. The other game would be a lock for me. Um, I'm going Michigan. I just think third time's the charm. They get it done. I'm going to say it's going to be like 27, 24, something like that. Or seventeen, fourteen, something like that. I guess twenty-seven, twenty-four would that would that be the over? And yeah, that's that would be the, the over. Uh, yeah. that's, that's actually almost the score that I came up with. I have Bama winning twenty-six to twenty-three. Bama, you know, wins straight up, covers, and the over hits also. I mean, I could see Bama winning this. I, I think this is a, a close. Whoever makes the turnovers, and that's why yeah. I, I actually. I, that's why I think it's. That's another reason why I like Michigan. Jalen Miller has never started in a playoff game ever. We have, That's we've, true. you know, like I think the pressure is on Milrow more so to play mistake-free football. Yeah. If you look at it and say, who's going to, you know, cause turnovers or who's going to, you know, commit turnovers, Bama might be the more likely team to do that. So you do have that, you know, on your side. Yeah. I mean, not even with interceptions also, I think that the fact that Michigan's defensive line is, is arguably the best in the nation against an offensive sure. line that's had a lot of problems pass protecting. So, uh, Let's go. Uh, let's talk about that's the first game. 
Uh, second game is the sugar bowl. Um, this is the one that I feel a lot more comfortable about. <laughs> I, I think we might have uh, some differences here as well, man. This is, this is good. So I think there is a clear cut, clear cut coaching advantage to Washington and getting, giving Kalen DeBauer a month to prep. I think there's a huge advantage for Washington um, more so than Texas. Uh, then the fact that they have the 93rd best passing defense in the nation, Texas, that that's not good. Well, and I actually think that stat would be worse had they not played seven backup quarterbacks. I also think Washington has played in so many close games. I think that is a benefit to Washington. Uh, Quinn Ewers, I think in a close game, first off, when's last, it's been a while since it was a close game. Uh, that's because they've been looking pretty damn dominant. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But also they've been playing backup quarterbacks. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, they're playing Iowa state who Memphis just worked. Uh, I, Oklahoma I, state that you know, they weren't on a backup uh, was Texas tech. Who, who was in, in the Texas tech game backup Baron Morton. No, oh, he started for a couple of years now. I wouldn't necessarily call He's him got like backup, six career starts. That's 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 a lot. Now I'm football. saying now he probably had his fourth career start. That's a backup, buddy. Um, I I just think this is a. I think the wrong team's favored. Like I could still see this being a close game. It doesn't make sense to me. I also think the dome favors Washington. The speed, those wideouts, getting yeah. getting those uh, those Texas defensive backs that have been a, a weakness, and to me the real the X factor is Michael Penix. Michael Penix against against that defense. There's only been one team to really expose that defense, and that was Oklahoma. Ah, uh, two, Oklahoma and Houston. Dylan Gabriel and Donovan Smith, really expose that, that defense. And I think what do they have in common? They, they, I mean, Donovan Smith is like a a decent quarterback, but he's not Michael Penix Dylan. First off, they're both experienced starters. And then uh, the fact that they're mobile, I think that's something to, I think that's the X factor in this game is Kalen DeBauer using Michael Penix's legs to his advantage. But he, they haven't done that all year. All I know. The year Michael Penix has minus eighteen rushing yards. He's not quite as mobile as I mean. Yeah, I mean, can he? No, move in the, the Indiana years bit? he did. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. He's not going to pull a Dylan Gabriel and run for like eighty yards. Or see, Gabriel might have even been over hundred. I that, think he was over hundred. See, but I think that's the thing. First off, Oklahoma's wideouts are horrible this year. I think that's been on record. Uh, and then I don't think he's going to need to run for a hundred. But I think DeBauer with a month to prep. I say if he rushes for over 30 yards, Washington wins the game. Hmm. I just think, you know, we, we saw Washington down the stretch and uh, yeah, I mean, they, they had seven, one score wins on the year that you're playing with fire. You're not a dominant team. They could have lost no, no, to no, Wazoo. No, no. They could have lost to Oregon state They're, They could have lost to any number of teams that they were a lot better than that was on the Washington. road. In a, in a monsoon, a ton of credit. What dude, you can't have an excuse for, for all seven. Of well, those. to me, like they played the best teams. They're more, they, they have played better teams than Texas and all those other teams 
we down the agree stretch. that the Pac, yeah. Pac 12 was the best conference in football this year. I agree. But still, you know, I just think there's you're bound to catch some bad luck. The ball won't bounce your way every every close game that you're in. You're right. I, I like the fact that they have experience in tight games and they're not going to get flustered if they go down, especially with a veteran quarterback. The ball's uh, gonna, just the think, ball's not going to bounce your way when you don't have a backup quarterback in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and and, and E Arbo brings up a great point here. Texas has one of the worst red zone offenses. If if Washington can stop the big play and just get them to 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 you can even be bend but don't break. Washington's not been very good with that this year. Ranked 55th in the country in defensive EPA per play. They've given up big plays. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the real thing is Texas Texas hasn't played anybody that could really exploit their their defense. Their, that that shitty secondary that's been shitty all year for the most part in my opinion. They just haven't played good quarterbacks. They haven't played good t- even when they played good quarterbacks, they didn't have good wideouts. You know, so I think this is like just a bad matchup for them. So I, I'm going to disagree here because of what you, one of the reasons was what you said in the Alabama game about maybe who was maybe the two best defenses, uh, defensive lines in college football, one being Michigan, maybe one being Texas, Texas D line. I think they can be a difference, a difference maker here and Texas's ground game, regardless if they're on the backup running back, Texas always has about five, you know, yeah. blue chip running backs. I think they get the ground game going. They get the play action going. I think Ewers is playing excellent football. Uh, that's right the, now. That, that's to me. He's the worst quarterback in, in, in the, in the, the 14 invitational. And to me, he does throw picks in every fucking game. All right. Like you go back and watch <laughs> that is the one to me where it's like, I count on a turnover from him. Now. Yes. The ground game completely agree. Defensive tackles for Texas studs, but guess what? I don't think Washington Washington's won like games where they rush for like eight yards. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think if anything, they can neutralize that. I think they can neutralize that by, you know, Debauer scheming up players, uh, you know, offensively with Penix and also his mobility. The other thing I like about Texas is that the defense, they've only given up over 30 points twice this year. And then one of those games was overtime where they won the other one, the, the game they lost. So this is a game where Washington is going to want to be in the thirties here. And I think Texas can, if Texas can limit them to you know, 24 or so, then I think 24 Texas points from Washington. Get the fuck out of here. You know why they, you know why they've barely let teams in the thirties? Because when you're, when you're going up against backup quarterbacks every fucking week, <laughs> well, Alabama only scored 24 in Tuscaloosa against Texas that granted that was a long, long time ago. And that was what um, was that Milrow's second start of his career? I think so. Yeah. It was the second game of the year. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just think Texas is just on fire right now. And, uh, Washington does have a very good O-line to uh, East to E Arbo's point, but you were going to take Washington regardless because of your Texas hatred. So take everything you say with the grain of salt. No, no. I actually think though, if Texas played Alabama, I would take Texas. And if Texas played Michigan, I think I might take Texas. I just think it's a bad matchup for Texas. I think if you're a Texas fan, you would have rather seen Alabama or Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad matchup for them. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why it's going to be a fascinating game. That's why I want to, you know, stay up to the wee hours of the evening here. I guess rooting for Texas. Oh man, I, that that sounds awful. Who do you think though? High, the over sixty three and a half or the under? I guess you say under, right? I'm going under here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, 
I'm going over in the game that you think is going to be low scoring. I'm going to go under in the game. You think it's going to be high score. I, I, I think it's still, you know, low sixties, high fifties. I have Texas winning 33, 27. I'm going to go under as well. Um, I, I have uh Washington winning this probably something to the likes of, uh, I don't know, 20, 28 to uh, 28 to 20. Something like that. I like it. See, I think the fact that Washington has played Oregon twice, Texas has basically played zero teams besides Alabama that I think is on the level. I know they lost to Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma's on the level this year, even with all their players, as Washington or Oregon. Uh, I agree with that. The fact that Washington's been able to go up against uh, the likes of, I just feel like better competition. That matters, I think. Um, who knows with the month off. Um, and I know Sark Sark can scheme up some, some, some shit too, but I also just yeah, think we, we've always said he was a bad coach, but this year he's kind of proven this wrong. Well, not in the red river shootout. I like that's one. They have no business losing that this year, in my opinion. True. You know what I mean? And I, and they, and really a rivalry game, crazy shit. Happens. Sure. But really they should have lost to Houston. That was a terrible spot at the fucking 10 yard line or whatever it was eight yard line. I don't know why Kansas state goes for two. They've been living on the edge. I would argue that too, to your point of Washington living on the edge. I would say Texas definitely had their, their, their breaks. Now they did. They, I will say November, they kind of switch it to another gear. They started yes. fucking teams up, but also couldn't you say that was just competition. That's not that good. <laughs> like a, l- a little bit. I, I don't mean, think Oklahoma oh- state would have been very good in the pac 12 this year. <laughs> I don't think Iowa State no, would be very good in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, right. And that Iowa State game, I mean, they, they won by ten. It wasn't like they they crushed them. But uh, Texas Tech also, I mean, you know, kind of an average six and six team. So now, yeah, you know, the competition did dip there some. But but man, Texas has looked good. Well, and they will have the. I I do worry about the momentum because the crowd is going to be a Texas crowd. So if let's say, I don't know, first drive panic throws a pick, pick six or something, or, you know, momentum can really be a fucking thing in, in, in football. I do sure. think it's going to be a Texas crowd, but look, I'd rather have, if there's anyone out there in all of college football, I actually think Michael Penix would be the guy that I would want Jalen Daniels. You could make the argument, but he's not Penix is like a seven year senior. Like if there's anyone that could handle the pressure of, of a tough environment, as yeah. far as a fan base, uh, and uh, I think Penix is probably the guy you would select. So, I mean, Washington's played in tough environments this year. They, they played in Corvallis. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, yes, it might be a more Texas crowd. That's a little advantage for Texas, but that's not going to decide the game. Yeah. Oh, well that, see, I, I think if I, so I, uh, when I'm locking one, I'm on Washington. I'm also on that plus plus one sixty money line. There we go. I feel way better about the Washington Texas game than I do the Michigan Alabama game. I feel better about Bama than I do Texas, just because this is it's a saving play, man. Yeah, and Harbaugh sucks in bowl games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and I think Milrow is just going to have a monster day. It's got to be fascinating to watch, folks. Uh, all right, well. Uh, it's time to get to the DFS portion. But before I do that, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by hall of fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with hall of fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform bar parlays, player props, and game lines research every NFL NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. 
stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Currently, Memphis up 36 20 on that Iowa State team. Ooh. Uh, let's go. Let's go tigers. Um, here we go. DFS. How'd you find the DFS late to be? I feel like we're probably going to have a lot of the same, same things. Cause I do think, so, yeah. Th- so on DraftKings, there's two slates for, for Monday. There's the, the all day slate, which has some of the other bowl games. We're just doing the semifinal game. So with two games, yes, there's going to be a lot of overlap, but, uh, I think my my roster here kind of mirrors the teams I have winning. So um this is jump in. Two quarterbacks yeah. for you. And by the way, betting by the numbers said which with the few weeks of practice, which team do you think has the best explosive explosive play potential? I would say Washington, but I think it's Washington or Texas. I don't think it's the other side of that coin. Yeah, the the only thing would be Milrobe like breaking a long one or something, or yeah, he's had some long passes too. But you're right; I think it's either Texas or Washington because they had the best skill position guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did I go two quarterbacks? I did. I'm curious as to what you went the the opposite two than me. I went uh, with the two teams I have winning. I have Milrow and Ewers. No, I went with Penix and Ewers, and ah, uh, mainly because I think both te- like I don't think any defense in the country could stop Washington, right? Yeah, especially with giving Caleb DeBauer a month to prep. Um, I think Penix will get his. Ewers, I do think he, you know, he's a wild card because he throws a lot of stupid fucking passes sometimes, but. <laughs> I do think the O line plays really good, and obviously Washington's defense has given up yardage. So I think, and in my in my world too, where I have Washington winning, I think they're going to have to play from behind. So they're going to have to stop rushing the ball at some point and have to put the ball out there in the in the air. So I went with both the the QBs in that game. Sounds good. It makes sense, especially with the the, the higher over under. I think it's what eighteen points higher. So. Um... Well, we agree with Ewers. I I, I went Milrow just because what he can do with his legs. I mean, I think we've we've already hammered that home. So, um, really, the the funny thing about these two games is that the lack of great running back options. Yeah. Uh, well, I, maybe that's not necessarily true. I mean, Blake Corum is a very good running back, and Dylan Johnson has had some monster games this year, like the the uh, USC game. But I didn't go with those guys. Um, I went Baxter for uh, Texas because I so think if Texas get, uh, is going to have success, they're going to need to run the ball. Yes, yes, yes. CJ Baxter's must play because I believe, and, and, and folks, I do believe the key to Texas winning this game is not boat racing them. Is not you know getting in a, a. I think the key is to run the ball down their throat, keep the ball yeah. out of Michael Penix's hand, and keep your shitty secondary sitting on that sidelines. All right. <laughs> I, I, I uh, so so I think you have to roster. CJ Baxter. Yep. Yep. I agree. And then my other running back is on Alabama. I'm going to go uh, one of their two guys, Roy Dell Williams for 5k. Cause I envision a game script where Bama goes up early. And uh, once they're up, 
they run the ball while, while, while Michigan is passing, trying to play catch up. Wait, and I, if that's the case, I think Dell can carve out a decent game. Wait, wait, wait. So you went with, you went with over McClellan. Yes. Hmm. I don't have the money for McClellan. I both went, of them have been almost equal as far as touches and everything. Cause I, I did load up on Bama's rushing attack. I just felt like they're more likely to have a big play because of, uh, because of Melrose, like you fear Melrose running options so much that you, I feel like sometimes the, the running backs can, can get, uh, you know, some breakaway yardage there. Um, well, especially with the price too. I mean, Blake Corum is 8,200 and, and we, I just, I mentioned earlier how Alabama shut down the Georgia rushing attack. So if you're going to spend 8,200 on Corum, you better think he's going to have pretty much a hundred yards rushing in a touchdown, which I don't know if I see that. I think you just, I think you just convinced me to uh, switch my, switch my player then. Oh, uh, so did you have Corum? No, I had McClellan. Oh, well, I, I'm not against McClellan other than he's a little banged up. Uh, the, the move's been made buddy. All right. Okay. It's uh, it's easy to see a tide turn. Um, all right, so I have a third running back. Do you? Did you switch him too? Did you switch him to Roydell Williams? I did. Oh, okay. Um, no, that was that's all. That's my, that's my only running backs. Who's your? I went with the third running third. back. Well, I'm taking a you shot on Jaden Cordon Blue. All right. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm taking a shot that, like I said, I think if Texas is going to win the game, they're going to have to have ground control, major Tom. All right. Uh, so I'm going with both Baxter and blue baby. It's interesting. Cause usually like, I mean, you have Washington winning, so you might want to focus not on, on their running game. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you, no, but you want to focus on the Texas receivers. Maybe if they're behind, you know, passing more, but in a close game, that doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, and I do like, I think Texas might have the most rushing yards of the, of any team. Well, maybe not. Cause Alabama, when you factor in Milrose rushing yards, they might, but uh, I considered that play. So he, he's gotten, so like he's it. gotten since uh, what's his name when got injured, he's gotten what uh, t- 20 carries the past two games. Yeah. So, oh yeah. He's going to get touches. Yeah. You hope that he finds the end zone. As long as he finds the end zone, then it's probably, you know, worthy of his, his, what's well, a cheap price too. And, and, and uh, 5,000. Yeah. And he's had five catches. So he's been averaging what? Two and a half catches since the injury. So shit, like if, yeah, at, at 5k, you roll the dice on Cordon blue. Let's go. go. All right. Well, I'll lead the way with receiver since I have four and my one guy on Washington, Rome, a Dunsey, their wide receiver one, uh, cause you have to get pieces of Washington, Washington's passing attack. And, uh, if, if there you go. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you gotta run this guy's the, he's going to fuck up Texas. Uh, there's no way I can't. I can't like, there's no way this is like the, the best lock on your DFS lineup. Probably. <laughs> I just don't see a way they don't have the corner that can guard him. Yeah. And I mean, so did, did you roster any other Washington receivers? I did not. Did you, did you go McMillan or Polk? Uh, no, I went no. actually with, uh, well, anyway, yeah. Continue on. I'll tell you mine. In no, I, I mean, Roma Dunsey is the best one. I guess, you know, if, if they, well, 
I think they have to be honest with them too, because of how good the other Washington receivers are. It's not like you can completely roll coverage in his direction and and leave those guys open because if so, they'll beat you also. So I do like the fact that Lindsay, I mean, he's almost a lock for a hundred yards and touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's I think it's the safest play on the board here that in Penix, yep. but yep. Uh, my top price wide receiver. So no, give me your second top price wide receiver then. Isaiah Bond, Alabama Crimson Tide, stacking him with Milrow here. Last two games against Georgia and Auburn, five for seventy-nine and five for seventy-five in a touchdown. Obviously, you you remember that touchdown against Auburn because it was the game winner. But it seems like uh, Isaiah Bond is emerging with his uh, connection with Milrow, and he's he's only fifty-nine hundred, so it makes sense. Uh, I spent a little bit more. Uh, I'm going with uh, a die Mitchell. Right. Okay. Uh, look, he's what sixty two hundred. You look at what he's done all year. Uh, six catches again for one hundred nine yards and a touchdown in the Big Twelve Championship game. Now the Texas Tech game, he was a little bit of a blunder, but in the big spots, the Kansas State game, eight for one fifty and a touchdown. Uh, I think both Texas wide receivers can can get theirs. You know, against the these corners. Um, They've kind of traded off good games, him and uh, Xavier worthy. I like both of them. Both of them are good plays. Uh, especially it seems like you're favoring the game with more points again, or with a higher over under. So it makes sense. I, I couldn't quite fit them in though. 10 touchdowns on the season too. Got to like that. Not too shabby. Now the one longhorn pass catcher I did go with is their big tight end to Tavion Sanders for 4,700. Cause he, uh, he has also had big games. Take that. Uh, what did he do in that Alabama game again? Yeah. What did he do? Five for one fourteen. So uh, I like, you know, especially if they are focusing on those two receivers, the uh, Sanders and also the um, Whittingham, is that, is that his name? The uh, yep, receiver. I that, think those guys, well, you just said it right there. I do have uh Jordan Whittingham or Whittington, Whittington, Whittington. There it is. Yeah. yeah. As, as I, I think those guy. guys can be very effective in the middle of the field. Yeah. So I have Whittington and that you, you just went through my roster because I have, those are my whiteouts. Two. I only I, have one player on the Michigan, Alabama game. <laughs> I still have one guy and it is the one Michigan Wolverine that I rostered. And that is wide receiver Cornelius Johnson. Just caught nine balls for 64 yards against Iowa. And again, if I have Bama getting off to the early start that forces Michigan to pass the ball, so maybe some volume coming Cornelius Johnson's way. So did you roster anybody on Michigan? No. And you have them winning. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, all I took was Alabama's rushing attack just cause I, I think it's yeah. a little bit better, but uh, no, like it's not a bad idea to focus on the second game, especially if you think the first game, which has a low over under and you have it going under that. So it makes sense. Yeah. And I know uh, the chat's talking about, uh, they just want to see Florida state beat Georgia. It's not going to happen because Florida state's entire no. team is no longer with yeah. them. It's like Oregon state that's, in a way. Yeah. 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 They have the coaching staff. That's about it. Yeah. There's no way that that's going to happen. Uh, it's a shame. Obviously we know Florida state should have been in this four team invitational. It's all a crock of shit, but uh, so your national championship is Texas, Alabama rematch. It's a rematch. I assume you have Alabama getting them in the second in the revenge match and saving rides Probably. off into the sunset. And, and, as you retire after I, that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. And what I can't stand about that is that'll almost like vindicate people 
who's saying that Alabama should be should be in over Florida State. I, I hate that. I don't think it should that vindicate way. that. If anything, that would mean Alabama should play Florida State. They would have the same fucking record. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, well, now not after Florida State loses. No, Georgia, they would because Bama has bullshit. one loss. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, it's just a crack of shit. Um, so, who do you have winning between Michigan and uh, Washington? Washington? Uh, I have Washington winning the national championship. Ooh, wow. Uh, wow. Okay. I just think uh, they have. I actually would like. Uh, I'll be honest. I think Texas or Washington, the winner, could beat Michigan. If it's Bama, it's a little different. I think any of these teams left could beat anyone. True. I, I don't True. think there's a a TCU like last year where you know. I, I mean, didn't think they'd win one game. I I knew they couldn't win two games. Well, I think matchups matter, you know, and I think like to me. Washington getting Texas, even though it's, I, I personally thought Washington should have been the one seed playing in Los Angeles, but they got fucking hosed. I think that is the one where, cause I don't think Michigan and Alabama, they, they kind of match each other. Well, I agree. Whereas like the, the only advantage I can see in this is, is that. So I think if you're a Washington fan, you're actually kind of glad you're getting Texas Sure, It should have been in LA. You could say, and you'd have a, a Washington crowd probably. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so I have Washington, Michigan playing in the, in Houston, Texas, and I got Washington, uh, winning it. I think, all right. You know, Kalen DeBauer. We'll definitely be back uh, next week, uh, to talk about whatever the national championship game is. Yeah. And we got the FCS national championship. Don't forget that's in Frisco, Texas too, as South Dakota oh. state's taking on Montana. Uh, we'll preview all of that. I want to wish all the fans out there a happy new year. Uh, happy holidays. Happy new year. Appreciate you rocking with us over the years or just this year, or just maybe this episode, whatever we're grateful. Give NC Nick a follow on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D the college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And uh, don't forget youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe. We're going live every single night with college basketball games. Uh, So check that out. We'll be back in a few hours talking college hoops. I'll also be on VEASAN tonight on the sports gambling podcast show, talking uh, the four team invitational. So check that out as well. And uh, yeah, folks until next time, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Yeah.